you're listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. This week, we're throwing all caution to the wind and we're talking about the Fae. Will they be invited into our very homes as we utter their names on this week's episode of the podcast? Probably. Come and join us. Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is the show brought to you in partnership with the Dice Dungeon. You know who they are, wonderful guys who sell dice amongst many other things to do with TTRPG hobbies. If you want to get yourself some wonderful dice, the books you need to play Dungeons and Dragons and things to go alongside your dice like rolling trays, mats and etc. Go and have a look at the link in the description below to go through their wonderful catalogue of items shipped from the UK worldwide and use the code WESPEAKCOMMON at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. We're also brought to you in partnership with Describe, spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B, Adder.com on the end. That's their website, and that, of course, is also in the description down below. Describe have amazing professional creative writers on their team doing all of the hard work. They are making box text for you to use in your home games and in the modules that you're running if you're adding on to them uh, for scenes, locations, monsters, spells. There's stuff to use as players to pretty much anything under the sun you could imagine. The catalogue is at just over nine and a half thousand scenes and it's growing every week and 500 of them are free for you to go and look at right now. But if you do subscribe for full access, you can get 10% off every month for the first two months, uh, first two years that your account is active by using the code COMMON at checkout. 10% off every month for the first two years, just to clarify, because I'm a big dum-dum. Uh, go <laughs> and check out the links below. And of course, at some point, we'll talk about our wonderful partners at some point during this episode. But right now, I, I think maybe for the first time this year, no, David's here. I, don't. I, don't, I think I was here the second episode of the year. I don't know. To be honest, mate, it all Maybe. kind of blurs into one. This <laughs> month has been like the the length of six months. Yeah, right. So I'm actually gonna I'm gonna look because I feel, I feel I don't know if I, I forgot like you were did. here. I feel like no, you did because we did the which episode did we do then? So the start of the year was it you how to cool brave. players and have them enjoy it? That yeah, was it you, was. wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was you me. Were here. You were second <laughs> episode of was. the year. Yeah. Wow, look at me being horrible. Look at, look at my memory. Get me. I'm impressed. You're, you're an old man, too. That's impressive. That's a good sign. <laughs> you make it look like I'm actually work. old, but I'm not that old. You, you, are, you are old. I'm old. The big 3 yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I've left the 20s and officially into the 30s. That's depressing. Do you know, know. <laughs> Over a quarter of my life is gone. Gone. Well, I'm yep. past that point now, Ben. So, feel how do you think I feel about that? You know, statistically, over a third of your life is done. Christ. Most people only live to eighty. <laughs> Great. Just saying. Just say if you haven't. To be fair, <laughs> I don't want to go past like seventy-five. But <laughs> uh. Dave, if you if you haven't achieved something by now, you might as well just give up. That's all I mean, I'm got, saying. I've got children. They'll they'll continue my legacy. It's fine. Who needs to do things? Yes. <laughs> Spare a thought for us over here that don't want kids. <laughs> Come up with your own legacy. <laughs> oh, I've been trying, believe me. What do you think this podcast you're is? Getting, you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm a regular household name. Exactly. 
How are you, my friend? Apart from all the okay. uh, existential crisis that's going on here. Busy. <laughs> A usual episode with us, that. Uh, that is yeah. Busy, but good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I've, um, I- I'm, I've had one of those weeks where, like, it feels like the weekend is miles away. I'm just trying to get to it. Like, you know, when you've yeah. got holiday booked and then the week, like you get to Correct. Wednesday and you're like, why is it not Friday yet? Mm-hmm. I have on Saturday, we're, we're recording this Thursday night. I have uh, on Saturday what I am calling the big migration. Oh, yes. Which is basically, oh God, um, me going home to my mother's house about 125 miles away, sleeping on a sofa, getting up really, really early, getting in a camper van from the 1970s, which has an engine, four walls, and that's about it. A shell. And driving it all the way up here. Mm-hmm. And I found out, found out last weekend mm-hmm. that not only does the, uh, the fuel gauge not work. Okay. Speedometer doesn't work either. That's very fun. Interesting. You probably shouldn't reveal that. <laughs> no, it's completely legal. It's completely legal. Oh. She's she's tax exempt. Okay. She's um she's uh MOT exempt. She mm-hmm. is an old girl, and as long as she is safe and uh able to drive on the road legally with lights mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, she's fine. And actually, yeah, I do have a digital speedometer that I'm going to put into. Okay, anyway, so you're fine then. Will be fine. But I what am time are you terrified. getting up for this then? Because that's a that's a yeah. <laughs> Her top speed is 50 miles an hour. Uh-huh. Um, she's a classic VW. What do you expect? You know, she's a bug. No, exactly. Uh, well, technically, she's a bus, not a bug. But, um, she is a bus. Uh, well, I need to get up bright and early to put the battery in because it's currently on the trickle charger. So okay. I'll put the battery because it's freezing in Norfolk. Like, yeah. literally, it's, it was minus five the other day. Okay. Um, so stick, a, uh, stick the battery in. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, half seven at eight in the morning. Yeah. Latest I want to leave is half ten. Okay, um, I thought you were going to leave I've, earlier than that. Well, no, the plan will be to leave early in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the that's the cutoff point. That's the latest you're going to go. In a in a modern day car, the trip will take you maybe four hours. Worst case, yeah, I think it's probably going to take me about five. If if there isn't nightmare traffic everywhere, yeah, and I don't stop too often. Yeah. My friend from work has gifted me a really powerful speaker so that I've got something to listen to. That's good, yeah. And I've got someone who's going to follow me in a modern day vehicle, just in case. Just in case, yeah. And I've just paid for the insurance with all the breakdown cover. So, okay. We should be fine. You'll be fine, I believe. You'll be fine. I am nervous. She probably needs a good old drive. She hasn't. This will be the furthest distance she's driven in over two decades. Yeah. I mean, she needs to drive. She needs to get out there, see the world. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. Once I've done it, I'll be fine. I'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'll happily drive this car, this van anywhere. But I'm terrified. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, if you want to witness uh, the big migration, um, head over to my Instagram. It's I'm going to Instagram the whole thing. Yeah, it'll um, be everywhere. So that's, that's, that's how my week's going. I'm just scared of the weekend. You'll be fine. But apart from that, I'm okay. Good. We had a big session D and D last night. We did. We did. You we did. air quotes died. <laughs> died. Didn't die. You picked up a puzzle cube in one of the shrines in Omu, mm-hmm. Tomb of Annihilation. Those following along, 
and it turned you to stone and no one can turn you not stone. Yeah, because we're not high enough level or they weren't nope. decked out enough for it. Or so et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like if anyone was going to go, your character, I'm oh, happy about going. Yeah. Because he's the newest. <laughs> you, you've got another character you really want to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, Sam, mm-hmm. Ray, mm-hmm. both been playing their characters for a very long time. Yeah. Very, very long time. Ray longer than Sam's. Mm-hmm. Um, both very extremely attached to their characters. Yeah. They both picked up the cube. And the way it works yeah. is you make a con save. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's DC 15. And um, if you fail, it turns you to stone. And then you make the con save at the end of every one of your turns as long as you're holding the cube. Yeah. Um, until you deactivate it by doing the thing that the shrine wants you to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they all went, oh, it only turns you to stone. That's fine. We can fix that. And they both picked and then the, realized, yeah. the cube up and realized at the end of the session when I said, um, James, you need to add Vaughn to the death list, the obituary list for this camp- adventure. Mm-hmm. Both of their faces dropped and they were like, what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, did you not realize what you were doing? Like, come on. Which in a, in a way is good because it's, it's, yeah. it's putting you all in the mindset. It's getting, the shrines are getting you ready for the main Preparing tour. us, yeah. Like everything is out to kill you or, or put an end to you I mean, in some way. Vaughn, <laughs> Vaughn wasn't probably the best character to play in a game where you have to be sensible. Yeah. <laughs> not very not very patient that that no. uh, Gollum is he? No. He was fun though. Golem. Gollum? Golem. Gollum. Yeah. Gollum makes me Gollum. think of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um technically correct, isn't it? Go- Gollum? Is that, Gollum. Is that correct pronunciation? I Gollum. think that's just a, the British slang version. I think it's probably I think Gollum, but the uh, we probably pronounce it Gollum. I think I've said it so many times now that it doesn't sound like a word. Yeah. Golem. I think, yeah, you start to... It sounds like a Pokemon it. name. It does. Go- you could say Golem. it over and over again. Golem. Yeah. Golem. Like Goldoon. Goldoon. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking it's a fish Pokemon. Yeah. Golem. Or a frog. <laughs> Golem. 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 Uh, Nintendo, hit me up. Wow. I will design the Pokemon. <laughs> hey, they'll be better than the last six games. Oh, uh, Let's uh, not get started. Let's not get started. Let's, let's not... I won't go into it. You're going to get abuse from people if you do this. <laughs> hey, it's fine. It's fine. Pokemon. I have outgrown Pokemon. All right. All I want, all I want is my lovely slice of life Pokemon anime. I don't care about the badges. I don't care about all these mega revolutions and different dimensions. Back in my day, so you had a frog so. Pokemon and you had a, a lizard Pokemon and you had the one that was made out of magnets. And that was as crazy as it got. A frog? What frog do you got? What frogs are you talking about? I don't know. There must have been some sort of frog Pokemon in the second generation. Mm, the second gen there was. There was Politoed. Yeah, there you go. That was one frog. Single frog. <laughs> it had an evolution series. Yeah, Poliwhirl and all that such. Poliwrath. Yeah, yeah. Poliwhirl, Poliwrath. Anyway, let's not talk about Pokemon. Look at me. Expert. <laughs> that's, that's a sad thing to have as your expert. Let's not talk about Pokemon. Let's no. talk about <laughs> the Fae. Um, yes. I have had this topic on my list for ages. Yeah. Purely because I've been dreading it. Yes. And I messaged you today and I said, 
hey, um, James is going to do an episode <laughs> with me tonight, but he's stuck at work super late and he doesn't think he's going to get in. And I could really do with recording an episode tonight. Are you down to record? Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, yeah, what's, what, what's the topic? And I said, well, here's a list of options, but I've got loads. And you went, mm-hmm. huh, shall we do the Fae? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I like Legends of the Law. You know I like Fae things. You know I like creepy creatures and strange things. Yeah. So My we're going to talk about the Fae today and like what they are and how to run them. And specifically around their, like, their tricks and mischievi- mischievousness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, here's the thing. The Fae, in quotes, is mm-hmm. a thing that exists in real world law. There yep. are, in many different cultures, um, we are going to get things wrong. We're going to make yep. shit up. Like, I think, <laughs> and I yeah. think that's what makes the Fae really difficult is yeah. because there is There's so, so many much different lore variations. And you know what? The, the, the Fae, as a word, is so vague. Yeah. Because especially when you start to mess with it in D&D terms, like there are things that are fey in D&D that in the real world wouldn't be considered fey. Wouldn't be considered fey. And also they are very fey-like, but they aren't fey as the word fey. Yeah. 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 And then as soon as you start reading other fantasy books, like the, exactly. the name of the wind has the fey in yeah. it. And like, anyway, so it's a spiral. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to talk about is how, we have run Faye and how we would yes. run Fay. See, mm-hmm. Faye is already a <laughs> word I can't say. Yeah. Um, Faye say, hey, hey. Faye say. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I've only had half a bit. We're spiraling um, already. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I think what we, what I want to focus on, because this is what I think the typical stereotypical representation yeah. of the Faye is in D&D, is like that mischievous kind of nature and stuff. Yeah. Um, let's start with this because okay. i want to cover our backs okay if any fey are listening to us talk right now shout out to the fey no 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 oh no no no, no, no shout outs out. no shout out to the fey oh, we are not I offering anything i take it back we're not offering anything <laughs> to the fey by having this conversation we are not inviting the fey to mm-hmm. get involved we are okay. not we are not questioning the fey and their beings or powers yeah. and mm-hmm. um and this is not a gift, present, or offering in any way, shape, or form. Please leave me the fuck alone. Now that I've said that, let's talk about the Fae. Um, yeah. The Fae have real world connotation. And so mm-hmm. if you want to get really, de- hence, hence the, this is not an offering. If you want to get yeah. really deep into it, I've got to cover my back. All right. You know, there's words that you, we don't say in the real world. Spiral out of control if you mm. look too deeply into this. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, look, the patrons on the server will know that I take this stuff seriously. There are, we, um, we words that do. I'm not, we I'm not happy about you saying. Take this seriously. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say shout out to the Faye anyway, because they got no. the Faye. Uh, okay, I don't want the Faye anywhere near me. Thank you. I'm, I'm all good. I don't want You can save me, which your mystical forest. Um, so, oh, okay. If Dave goes, missing, uh, you know why? Um, here we go. So yeah. So if you want to get really deep into it, you can start researching real world folklore. And that's actually something I've always wanted to do. I really want to get into, like, I'd love to do like, a master's in folklore, but I don't know. Mm. I don't know where to start. Oh God, where yeah. do you even begin? And that's what makes it so difficult. Like Norse mythology as well. Like Norse mythology is so rich. Like where do you begin with that? It's one of those type yeah. of topics I find. So let's talk about D and D Fay and and mm-hmm. what those look like. So obviously we have um, at the base level we've got the material plane, then we've got the Fay Wild, and we've got the Shadowfell. Yeah. 
Yeah. Both of those are fae domains, I believe. I believe and the Shadowfell is, you know, is fae-ish. The, the Faerunian things aren't my forte, so... It's, God, it's even getting confusing there. The setting is called yeah. Faerun. Yeah, yeah not exactly. Not the fae, not related to the fae, spelt very differently. Fae, F-E-Y, is what we're talking yeah. about today. Um, and oh, so, the Irish spelling is actually the same as Faerun. Like the oh, is it? Is a fae, F-A-E. Is fae, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's even getting confusing in logistics. Yeah, terms. there's languages, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, the Feywild is typically the realm of the Fey, and it's Correct, like the yeah. idea that it, it looks pretty and it's wonderful and it's welcoming, but it's mm-hmm. secretly sinister. Whereas the yeah. Shadowfell, there are Fey creatures in the Shadowfell, but that's like mm-hmm. the negative place. That's where it's dark and. Oh, is EGV. Question on Feyrunian law surrounding this, because like I said, this mm-hmm. isn't my thing. Uh, is, do they have the summer and winter courts? Yes, in the Fey Wild. In the Fey Wild, but so they're the not called. Is a separate, yeah, the they're Winter not Courts. called the Summer Winter Courts. They're called the Seely and Unseely Courts. Unseely, yes. So, um, <laughs> there's there was a time before Wild Beyond the Witchlight, mm-hmm. the adventure that was released last year, year before, probably year before now. I think it's year before, yeah. Um, where we thought, hey, maybe they're finally going to give us some Fey lore. Uh, with this book, <laughs> and then they, time? then they didn't. Then uh, Big surprise. Who were, who, who, did, who did we think we were? Wizards <laughs> giving us a little content. Why? <laughs> a good God. adventure. Uh... <laughs> all right, all right. Put the pitchforks down. Um, so, <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day I might be offered a brand deal. Who knows? When they're really desperate because they've <laughs> fucked up the OGL. <laughs> they might come crawling to my little podcast from the UK. Well, once you're paying them hundreds of pounds, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not paying them anything, don't you worry. No. Uh, anyway, so th- there isn't a lot of. My point is, there's not a lot of fail yes. really. There are bits, and yeah. there's probably stuff from old yeah, editions. Yeah, probably old through. editions. They probably have them. Yeah, but uh, we all know that people are lazy and they don't like going back to the old editions. Look at Spelljammer. Mm-hmm. So um, unless they have to, because you know the book I, comes I out it- for five e and it's shit. A lot of people who like other settings look at old stuff because there's not much out there for it. Mm, I've just realised that I'm on one tonight, so I apologise. You're on um, a savage tonight, you feel like. Um, oh yeah, right. It's because you burnt your go. food. It's cause that's <laughs> I burnt my food and I'm drinking a beer. Angry wiping then. away my tears of January <laughs> um, by being a dick about D&D products. So <laughs> let's... Let's talk about how we represent the Feywild. For me, yes. my goal is to always mm-hmm. make it feel um, mystical, spooky, mm-hmm. kind of like wondrous. So yeah. but the best image I've ever seen, and it's really hard to describe it visually. And I think that's one of the issues with the Fey. It's really hard to describe visually. Yeah. It was a picture that I saw of, um, imagine, right. So close your eyes unless you're driving or working mm-hmm. with heavy machinery. Don't do that. I'm not liable if you break your hand or something. Um <laughs> Imagine you're in a forest, right? And you're looking down a, not well-worn, but like a path where mm-hmm. people have walked through the forest, but it looks natural, right? Yeah. Trees all around you, canopy kind of blocking out the sky, but you can see bits of it coming through. Yeah. Um, and in front of you, just to the right, there's like a, a, a tree where its roots are kind of coming out of the ground. 
Mm-hmm. And where those roots are coming out of the ground, they kind of make a doorway and you can see a path that goes down and it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Your eyes can kind of look forward, but also can kind of look down the other path and you're not quite sure yeah. which way you're looking. That's how I imagine a portal to the Feywild, Feywild being. Like you accidentally yeah. stumble into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's described that way in some places in 5e is like, oh, you know, you might, you might find a, a, a lovely... Um, grove in the forest yeah. with a lake and the and and the the sky is the canopy is open to the sky and you see the moon and the stars and it's peaceful and you can rest peacefully what you don't realize is that for a night you accidentally stumbled into the feywild and then stumbled back out of it again mm-hmm. and I 20 years really ago like by yeah well let's get back to that <laughs> put a put a pin in put time pin in that. <laughs> that's a that's a thing we need to talk about um we'll get back to that so yeah. that's kind of how i imagine it i i yeah. like to make it seamless it's part mm-hmm. of our, it's an echo of our world around us yes how do you deal with things like that how do you do it so um in eberron they have manifest zones which are like portals which mm. link to the realms um and it affects the area around it so if say there was a manifest zone to thalanis which is like one of the fey realms yeah. um you could have stuff Ebron, like, of course, has a very different planeology to very, very different. Yeah, um, you could have weird. So in Thalanis, the the Fey, the Arch Fey, each have their own tale that replays out each day. So okay. it's like a storybook. Oh, it's like a loop. Uh, yeah, it loops, but different things could happen within the story depending on what the scenario. Like adventures walk in, they're now part of that storyline. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, it's very, very fun and very, very fairy tale esque, which is very fey. Um, so you could have stuff like um, they see uh, something from a, a story they've read as a child, like around the area. So they're wandering through the forest and like Bo Peep and a lamb walk past or something weird. Like, you know, like weird yeah. like that. Uh, even like in, because there are the hags that I've talked about on this podcast before that rule the land of Drum and they are, of course, fey in D&D yeah. hags. Um, and they're very dark fey hags in general, but these specifically were, are told, like they are, the scary thing about them is they are the thing of nightmares and stories you tell kids when you're, they're young to scare them, not to go in the forest, not to wander off. Yeah. And then they come into reality and now rule a kingdom. That is a horrifying concept. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I like hags. I like hags in general and the whole coven thing. Because like in D&D, we have wizards, warlocks, and sorcerers. We don't have a witch, right? Mm -hmm. And when I think of witch and witchcraft, I think of like eye of toad, tongue of bat. And that's what hags are. It's like a mixture between wizard and warlock in like combination in a way yeah because like you you have to know what you're doing with witchcraft it's like recipes like the spells are exactly um formulas but it's still also like dealing with higher powers and making Mm -hmm. packs and things like the warlocks so yeah that's quite a good good um good summary but yeah so you can you can kind of play the the connection to the fey realm however you yeah. like whether it's the fey wild or a different plane or whatever the fey realm will refer to it from now on it can be however you want it to be mm-hmm. um that connection can kind of be anything but from from my like stereotypical here are the fey um mm-hmm. that's how i would do it that kind of like mystical yeah. accidental stumbling in yeah um 
so then I suppose what that place looks like is going to depend heavily on your setting and your system and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in D&D, the Feywild looks like the material plane, but it's, it's pretty. So where there might be a small lake um, in the Feywild, it might be this massive lock, you know? Um, yeah. Or where there's a, a hilly valley, there might be a Grand Canyon. Not the Grand Canyon, a Grand Canyon. A Grand Canyon, yeah. Um, like extremophile like, of like that yeah. thing, yeah. And like prettyifies it and makes it lovely and mm-hmm. kind of awe-inspiring. Enticing. Enticing, yeah. Everything is, it's it's a honey trap. That's what the Feywild yeah. is. It's, exactly. It, it looks good. You want to go in, you want to spend time there, but it's dangerous. You yeah. can get stuck. Um, I tell you what, let's talk about time and in the yes. setting before we, before we get into like creatures and people who are there. Yeah. So this is, a, this is another trope of the Fey realm, is that time passes differently there. Yeah. And I, I have a love-hate relationship with this. Okay. Because you have to stick to it. Oh, yeah. You can't backtrack on that. No. So if a player goes into the Fey realm and is in there for three days and you've said every day is a year, yeah. when they come out, has to have been three years. Yeah. And that a lot can of things destroy have happened. plot hooks and storylines. Yeah. Well, a, yeah. a good way to combat that would be, so you, you've talked about this before, is either have a one-on-one adventure with that player and then they have a new character in the main campaign. And then, or you did this with Ray and Wolfgang, right? You did like a separate thing and yeah. carried on for a bit and then rejoined. Something like that would work very well for this in the sense of they have a three-day gap and then you fast-forward to a point where it's appropriate and you agree with all the other players that, right, you've played through this adventure now, we're going to fast-forward. This is what's happened. And they could even explain to them what they've done in that time period, etc., etc. See, even, I think as a DM, it almost is easier if it's the other way. Like, if the Feywild moves faster than the real world. So the player goes off into the Fey, three days mm-hmm. pass in, in the, real world. the material plane, but yeah. when they come back, they've been away for three years they and they've aged. aged. Yeah, that does um, work better. That's easier, but that, I don't think that's... And, and I guess, I don't know if there is a standard, but you, could, you can do the time dilation whichever way you want. Yeah, um, no, yeah, definitely. I think if, the fun thing is in... I mean, it's not fun... But the interesting thing with a lot of them, we're going down the rabbit hole a little bit here, which will happen a lot in this episode. Mm. Um, when people go missing in the real world and then turn up somewhere else, a lot of people go to aliens. But think about the aspect of Fae in that scenario. So there, there are a lot of people where they go missing in, like, say, one country and then, like, they end up like loads of miles away and they don't have any memory of how that happened and it could not have happened in the time they they were away for that time mm. dilation is very odd and it well, makes we, we we will fall down a rabbit hole here because i definitely yeah. think there's something going on in the real world when people go away yeah. and they know things and stuff oh and yeah like, it's not let's not let's not digress yeah. that but um yeah i mean you can play that time dilation in any direction whether it's like you could also if you wanted to do it like Narnia, where yeah. 
when you fall out of the wardrobe, if you've been in Narnia for 20 years and you've grown up and had a wife and kids, uh, you know, you fall out and suddenly you you're a kid back. again. Yeah. Oh my God, wild. that would be bloody That's awful. That's messed up, right? How messed up yeah. would that be? Exactly. Um, so my advice is if you're going to do it, write it down somewhere, make it a rule. Mm-hmm. Stick to Set it. Set it in stone, yeah. Um, you should probably make your players aware that if you were going to go like Aspish Buffet, we always say this in the episodes, we always go down yeah. this route, but it's definitely something that should be mentioned. In a session zero. Yeah. Things like that. Mm. Yeah. If you're running a Fae-focused campaign, mm-hmm. it might not be an issue. Like, if the whole campaign's going to be the Fae world, in the Fae world, they it's fine. don't know, and when they come back, they find out, and they're like, Oh god, we've been gone for forty years. Oh yeah, it can have major connotations, like especially if there's like a plot, like there's a war or some sort of major issue going on. Yeah. You've not been there for forty years, hence no one saved the world. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is, I don't know. Let's say, for example, you end up in a situation where your party have a pet. Maybe they've rescued, say, oh, I yeah. don't know, a baby owlbear, and they want that baby owlbear to grow up soon and become a big, strong, scary owlbear they can use in combat. Send it off into the Feywild, let it grow up for a little bit, and it'll come back, and it'll be be a full grown owlbear. But then it has no connection to the the players. Um, That's the side problem. The problem is you've made the rule up of the time dilation to solve a problem, and now you've got to Mm. stick to that rule. So um, just think about it how long and hard, and how you're going to use it, and and write it down and stick to it. That's that's how I feel about that. That's the hard and fast rule. You need, well, like most things in DD, especially with big things you need to stick to it like you can't just go uh, panic and then go back on it all because it ain't gonna work and everyone's gonna be like mm. why have you done that so beings in the fey realm beings we mentioned creatures. them earlier creatures we mentioned <laughs> them earlier we have the seely and unseely courts mm-hmm. uh, they are air quotes in charge i think yes they have it's weird like, leaders and they are split into courts like, but then the the whole Fey thing is like they're free creatures, yay! Well, we they we say want. that, so they they aren't free. They mm-hmm. they it's all a ruse. So so they, I mean, they all say they're free. Everyone knows they're free, Ben. They're honestly, we're all very well, obviously, free, obviously. <laughs> but but we all have to use the same car, and we all share our money, and we all work on exactly. the land. And, oh look, yes. it's communism. Yeah. Uh, except um, it's not. Except it's a big old dictatorship slash um, uh, thingy. What's the word? Brain yeah. doesn't work. Brain. Yes. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you alright? No. <laughs> so I wanted to just. Um, I just wanted to double check as well because I had an inkling in the back of my mind. But um, go for it. Seely and unseely courts mm-hmm. do come from real, real world. Yes, um, they do. Mythology. They come from Scottish mythology for the fairies. Mm-hmm. For the Fae. You're, they're also called fae, Fairies, spelled F-A-I-R. Fae, fae, fairies and fairies, fairies. and Fae and Fae. <laughs> See, like, there's all, I'm already getting confused. Um, there's a by, lot. By, by all of it. But yeah, so you can go into the real world side of it, but the Fae courts in D&D, mm-hmm. um, and again, if you look up all this stuff, it tends to be people making it up, not not the actual yeah. law. Um the the Seely are like the the light fairies and the yeah. unseely are like the dark fairies. But um, not necessarily good and evil. evil. Yeah. No. They are just um, neutral. 
both at the same yeah, level. They, they kind of do what they want. You know what I don't like themselves. in D&D is that a lot of they are good. Yeah. They aren't, they're neutral. They are very neutral beings. Mm. So if you wanted to implement the, the themes of like the summer and winter courts, the seelie would be the summer and the unseelie would be the winter. Correct, um, yeah. And they want things. So my advice for the courts would be to uh, come up with the, the, the categories that the fey creatures fall in for you. Like yeah. which ones are the summer, which ones are the winter and have them ruled over by those courts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, and this was an issue for a long time, was that D and D five E didn't have a lot of fey creature types. Yeah. In it, um, it's, it's gotten corrected. better. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's gotten better. Uh, but if you want some really strong, powerful fey figurines, like figures who can be in charge of the courts, uh, Cobalt Presses, Tome of Beasts one and two. I think it actually. Which is the purple one? I'm not sure. But they're not both purple, are they? I think Tome of Beast One is has got is the one I'm thinking of, has some specific humanoid type fae who look like they're like Prince of the Snow and Queen of the Summer and things like yeah. that. I, cool. that. Those are names I've made up, but they're things like that. Yeah. Really good for like powerful fae creatures. Yeah. And they're the type of creatures I'd use for like fae packs with, um, like if, if a player says, I want to have made a fae pact. Yeah. Which had I had in TOA um, yeah. and still have. They're the type of creatures I use for that. Yeah. Um, um, also, if you wanted on. to use real world stuff, um, there's not many real fey names out there. Only stuff from Shakespearean plays mainly, and yeah. um, who is, gods. by the way, a great, a great inspiration. Great for source fey stuff. Uh, stuff. Yeah, Midsummer Night's Dream. That's all oh, fey shit. What a dream! I, I, it's such a good play as well. I just recommend just mm. watching it either way. Um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. So Shakespearean stuff. Perfect for stuff like that. It's got witches and shit in it. It's got some creepy shit. And also you've got just your general face stuff. Um, yeah. But also pagan gods, uh, specifically Gaelic and old Anglo gods. Yeah, the old Germanic stuff is yeah. quite famous. You've got like yeah. Pan and stuff like that. Yeah, like all those kind of things. Do you know what? There is a, um, there's a supplement that we've talked about on the show uh, a long time ago. It came out a few years ago. That is quite a good inspiration for or or actually uses that kind of stuff but makes it D&D 5e it's called Monsters yeah. of the Old World. Yes, I have that book. It's an outstanding book. Yeah, so 10 out of I, 10. I, <laughs> I, I just just pull it open. Um let's have a look at uh okay, so they've got Fenris in there who of course is Norse. Yeah. Jormungandr, Norse. Um, Norse. There's a lot but, of Norse stuff in there, but the, there's one in there that I can't remember what it's called. I don't know if it's Fey, but there's one, there's a thing that latches onto people's backs and is like invisible. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? I, I, know, I know the real world inspiration. Very, very cool. It. Really, that's um, cool. Here's, uh, th- there's a Lindworm in there. That's fun. Ooh. Here you go. Um, Masker, a medium Fey. Uh, Masker, the Masker, Pural Masky, is a witch who lives in humanoid villages and mingles with its people. Her temperament is rarely evil, but always capicuous, spiteful, and vindictive. They can also be beneficial and save lives in danger. So, you know, th- th- if you want real world fey, things like that, Monster of the Old World. Yeah. Go grab Stop it. Go and yeah. grab that. Um, and that will inspire you for, for, uh, yeah. for the kind of old Germanic-y kind of stuff. Yeah, Greek myths as well. Um, loads. There's just loads of stuff. 
Theros is probably who shall as well. Because there's some space stuff in say there. Say that again. Theros as well as, as like oh, your yeah. satyrs. Oh, if you want like a Greek fey vibe, that's that's perfect for it. Yeah, there's actually. Um, f- sorry, while we're on the topic of third party fey books that we can, yeah. um, you can get inspiration from. There's a uh, one, <laughs> one from the DMs Guild, simply called Feywild Companion. Oh, um, I, I think, think it came that. out. <laughs> uh, I mean, let me That's let me cool. have a look here. I've just pulled it open. I think it came out before the um, Wild Beyond the Witchlight Adventure. Yeah. I'm just looking for a publishing date in it. I can't see one. Um, but that's that's like the oh we haven't got an official um, guide to the Feywild. This is it, and that has yeah. its own beastery. So that's got character oh, nice. origins, subclass origins, backgrounds, player choices, items, optional rules, bestiality, uh, bestiality, Jesus, beastery. Outstanding. It's one of those. It's one of those days, Dave. <laughs> oh Siri, just t- Siri's trying to talk to me now because she oh, had, no. apparently she had her own name in bestiality. Interesting. Um, that's, <laughs> He's just said to me in my ear that he doesn't have an answer for bestiality. So there you go. Oh, um, good. So, That's so, probably so, the so best. can't help you. Probably the best. Um, has a bestiary, mm. um, including things like the Butterfly Queen. There you go. There's, okay. there's a type for you. Um, it has domain of the Feywild, has notable features, settlements, uh, adventures, things like that. So um, there are books out there if you want. Yeah. You know, more, more stuff. Hey, should we have a look at the Butterfly Queen while I've got this open? Yeah, please. Um, the Butterfly Queen is truly the queen of all butterflies. None can resist her command. Her majestic appearance and sheer dominance of these beautiful insects makes her a force to be rever- revered and feared. In addition to a seemingly endless supply of butterfly allies, the Butterfly Queen uses illusions and light to charm, distract, and devastate her enemies. Um, that's a CR13 creature. But that's kind of the vibe. Like, with these creatures, they're about, like, trickery and mischief. <laughs> Red caps. Um... What are the the creatures in Volo's guide that live in your house and steal your items and haul um, them? Boggles, not boggles. Yeah, boggles. Yeah, boggles. Creatures like that. I'm they... just re- go on, sorry, Ben. You finish. No, you finish what you're saying. Oh, I was gonna say the the way I run these creatures. If they're not like, I'm a powerful fae and I want things. If they're not yeah. that, then they tend to be, ha, I just want to do these fun yeah, things. I'm going to do stuff for me. They but just all of those fun make things. people laugh. Well, they want to make yeah. themselves laugh and enjoy but, themselves. Yeah. Exactly. And all of the things they do to do that tend to be really bloody annoying to the players yeah. and to humans. It's like when your keys go missing for like three hours and yeah, then exactly. you find them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the borrowers, they would be fair. Yeah. 100%, what were you going to say, yeah. Dave? So I didn't, I've just realized my brain went, I know something that has a really good face stat block in exploring everyone has a level uh, CR23 Fae in it. Go on then, tell me more. Uh, they are the Forest Queen. Um, mm. Large Fae. Um, 238 points spent. Um, they have a load of crazy stuff. This, so this is, she's part of Fulanis, which is the one I was on about. And she has an ability called Fulanian Protagonist. Forest Queen cannot right. be permanently killed. It reduces area hit points. They collapse into a pile of quickly drying leaves that fall to the ground and blow away. One That's day four cool. late days later, she reforms into the endless wield, uh, regaining all of her hit points. So then she just comes back after that. So it's like, like almost a like a vampire thing. Yeah, or like a lich. Yeah. They just reform in from a pile of leaves, which is super fun. That's really cool. That is really cool. And um, I don't want to go too into it because 
I don't own you, this gun. You don't want to give it away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, funny, there was some sort of open gaming license that could help us freely share gaming content. Oh, dear. Mm, interesting. Uh, um, anyway. Stop, stop egging me I know, on, look at us. I know, Jesus. I'm not I said I wasn't going to make any comments. Stoking the fire. Uh... So with the creatures being these kind of like fun, mystical things, um, it's it's fun to go down the, again, it's a trope, it's a stereotype of Fae, of accidentally like invoking them and having deals with them. Yes. Um, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. you could accidentally make a deal with a fae by leaving a, a gift out for it without knowing yeah so all i'm saying is when you go to the dice dungeon.com and you buy yourself a really wonderful set of dice i don't even know if that's the right website the dice dungeon.co.uk that'll be the right one <laughs> the, the link in the description um this is a great ad read <laughs> when you go to the dice dungeon.co.uk mm-hmm. and you buy a really beautiful set of D dice mm-hmm. then um don't don't just leave them out on your windsill uh, under a new moon because you never know a fae might pop out and go wow these dice are so nice so pretty that i have to now enter into a uh, a bargain with you person who has left them for me and get you something as nice and as pretty uh, in return and you don't want to know what that is from a fae um so for example I mean, and you should probably do this as a as a safety precaution to protect yourself from the phase to go to the dice dungeon at Kodik, following mm-hmm. the link in the description below. Have a look at the dice that they've got uh, up on the website right now. For example, um, the uh, the black hollow dragon dice that are so mm-hmm. very pretty, the golden numbers gleaming amongst the black dragons made of metal that are hollow in there. They've got the the heft of a metal dice, but they roll with the the lightness of of the wind. Um, perfect for a fay. Don't <laughs> don't buy those and leave them out on your windowsill. Buy them, use them when you play D and D, and keep them nice and safe in the wonderful tin that they come in. Because of course they are premium dice. Or even better, while you're on the website buying those dice, get yourself uh, one of the scroll of many things the wonderful scroll tray that unrolls for you to roll your dice on but you can also keep your dice safely tucked away inside hidden from the mm-hmm. nasty little fake creatures uh go to dicedungeon.co.uk have a look at all of that prepare yourself for having these dice put them in your basket use the discount code we speak common get 10 percent off your entire order and make sure you don't accidentally offer them to the fae this That's is why saying. real mail takes it back to the post office so they don't get in packs with fae this is the reason why. Yeah. If they, if they accidentally leave your wonderful shipping order out on your doorstep, the Fae might take it away. Exactly. It's not, that, it's not your neighbour, Dave. No. If they just Dave. presume that it's for them. Yeah. Yeah, the Fae take it. Um, yeah. And if you are running Fae and you want to, you know, really dive into the beauty of them, uh, and or, or maybe even the, the, the unbeauty of them if you're going that mm. way, because you can go that way with hags, for example. Trolls. Trolls. Trolls can be beautiful. Let's not judge. Then head over. Beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder. And trust me, they have many eyes. Head over wow. to describe, D-S-C-R-Y-B.com. There's a link for them in the description below too. Uh, they have professional creative writers doing all the hard work for you. And I've actually heard that in order to become a professional creative writer for Describe, you have to have actually physically interacted with the things you're writing about. So they mm-hmm. do send all of their writers, when they're training, they send them off on expeditions and adventures right. to go. So they've got a whole, mm-hmm. they've got a whole sector of people who are probably stuck right. in many deals of the fame. Maybe they've lost their names, but they, they've done it. And now they're here and they're writing all the wonderful descriptions yeah. of the Feywild for you to use in your adventures. 
they have to send ten in to get one back. Like it's just exactly. A, yeah. Honestly, it's a, it's it's an issue. They're running out of writers. Yeah. So um, head over to the description of this episode. Go to the describe website, dscryb.com, and have a look at the five hundred free scenes that you can use right now. And if you like them and you want more places, people, monsters, magic items, if you're a player who wants to really, really wow the table when you describe your casting of Remove Curse, then get a subscription. You'll get access to over nine and a half thousand scenes and growing every single week. And you can use the code COMMON at checkout where you'll get 10% off every month for the first two years that your subscription is active. It's a hell of a deal. Go and check it out. There's links in the descriptions down below. They're doing some wonderful work and they'll make your games amazing. And don't uh, so accidentally to, get in fade deals. Don't do it. To add on that, Ben, mm. um, one of our patrons requested something for their character, I think, from Describe, and they did it. So that's something <gasps> yes, they offer if you are a subscriber, yeah. Yeah, that is something you can do. Um, you can request a, a, an amazing description of your character. You can also, I want to say they do something with art, with teamed up artists yeah as well. yeah right and they do maps now as well i think oh so they do fun. and I, yeah last time i checked they had a giveaway running so go and have a look yeah go and look at what nice. they've got going on um let's talk about stealing names because that's another oh, trait. please let's do that because i have experience doing this in a game oh i thought you were gonna say in the real world i was gonna ask no, no no i am then i'm sorry to tell you i am i am a fake creature um <laughs> oh, damn it you've tricked me even though i said i wasn't making a deal um, <laughs> it's too late how do you think i wormed my way in here <laughs> oh, that's what it is that's why i've been getting more and more tired and my soul feels like yes. it's leaving my corporeal it's, form i'm draining you <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it, but that is what our relationship oh, is well. like. Um, so the face stealing names is yes. a—I I, want to say trope, maybe a stereotype of like fae lore, where All of the it's above. the typical, yeah. yeah, it's the typical thing where like you're talking to a fae creature and they they mischievously say, oh, yeah. "I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch it. Can I have your name?" The yeah. phrase "Can I have your name?" means. Can you give me? Can I, I want to have physically your yeah. take your name? And you go, oh yeah, yeah, it's Ben. And because you yeah. said yes, it's Ben. You've agreed. You no longer have a name. Um, what does that mean in D and D, Dave? Oh okay. God knows. How did you? Here do we it? go. Let's get into this. So <laughs> let's get into this. So this good. So I'll, first of all, I'll give you good inspiration for things like this to do this well. Okay. Uh, spirited away yeah oh yes Excellent. amazing Fae. that's so fey wild yeah very much so so and she starts to lose her name and gets given another name starts to forget her name yes um i thought of another one and now it's gone because my brain is not sorry i got tonight. excited about it's okay me too um away. so and then also looking into things like um i haven't read it but the book you were talking about Words, I've read some of it. I haven't need to read the rest of it at some point. Oh, Words um, are powerful. Name of the so Wind. Therefore, your name is powerful. Like, Name of the Wind, yes. The other one as well, there's a Doctor Who episode where, bringing back our old man, William Shakespeare, mm -hmm. they visit, it's uh, David Tennant and Martha, that, that era. Mm -hmm. They head to um, uh, England to see William Shakespeare and there are I remember witches. this episode, yes. And there's a scene where she, she invokes the power of the name and... Um, mm -hmm. all that kind of thing and it's it's along the same realms of knowing a true name yes and how that is powerful so the idea is that having a true name having the name owning the name of something knowing yep. something's name is powerful 
yeah. the issue is that there's no mechanics for that. So what did you do, Dave? So my, I apologise taking us away from D&D, but I'm going to go over to my second system I use a lot. Don't say it. Monster of the Week. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was, I was, do you know what? I, thought, I was worried you were going to say Pathfinder. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not blaspheming on your podcast. Don't worry. Thanks. Um, thank you. Thank you. I like as much Paizo. as I want to. I love I know you Paizo. do. Paizo are great. Um, however, they did. Uh, no, that's someone else. Ignore me. Paizo, we love you regardless. Um, <laughs> my brain is, is not working tonight. It's okay. Tell me what Here you we did go. in Monster, Monster of the Week with the name. So, Sam created a character that was linked to the Fae, um, and he gave me a villain. That is also linked to his character. Okay. Um, I ran a very Fae-centric, Fae-wildy adventure where they went into a housing estate that was being built on an old forest. And they basically, yada, 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 they found the part of the forest through a portal to the Fae realm. Okay. uh, And took it out and killed the the monster, even though they were the bad guys. Yeah. Um... And then this character's big bad showed up and was like, I'm taking this heart. I want it. Um, and you're going to give it to me, basically. And when they were started refusing, she would just start just like subtly turning around. Like she was like, um, someone said something to her that she didn't like. She turned around and went, sorry, what, can I have your name? And then they just like, it's this. And then we're like, no, no, you're called this now. Mm. And they were like, what? And I'm like, don't remember your name. No one remembers your name anymore. Yeah. Just okay. like, it's a very, that's a very broad overview of what happened, but so the, 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 the forgetting of the name by everybody is nuts when you think about it. Like the that's theme, spiraling. Yeah. The theme is identity, right? And, yes. and what does it mean to lose your identity? And I think it's more exactly. powerful if you've had a past so um and uh, taking into monster of the week monster of the week is a very mechanic l- light game so Correct. compared to D as well which in itself is a very mechanically light game anyway. yeah um, exactly so here's here's how i would do that in D. two scenarios one mm-hmm. it's a new character and they say hey i'm making a character i want to have a connection with a fae mm-hmm. um and have a fade deal. I want something to have happened. Maybe something yep. around the power of names. You go, okay, cool. Um, what do you call yourself? And they go, oh no, his name is, his name is um, Jifton. And I go, nope, mm-hmm. no, I didn't ask you what his name was. What do you call yourself? You don't remember yep. your name. And they go, oh, um, he calls himself uh, Kafton. Okay, cool, Kafton. Great, there's your character. Um, how old is he? 35, cool. What is he? Uh, fighter, cool, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Where's he from? Waterdeep, cool, okay, great. Uh, the last thing you remember is being 34, waking up in the Misty Forest, not knowing who you are, where you were, or how you got there, yeah. and wearing your armour and your sword. Off you go. That's your character now. On your way, and as yeah. they As they play the game and they level up, they learn mm-hmm. bits and bobs about who they were. People go... I recognize you. Yeah. Aren't you that guy who, aren't you that guy who got in a bar fight? You know, aren't you that guy who saved my daughter? Wandered off. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And their personal arc would be to 
find the fae that owns their name and either bargain for it back or, yeah. you know, beat them to near death, get them I'll to give it back. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, tricky, 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 tricky. Yeah. Because usually you have to take something the fae want. They, they'll, yes. they'll trade. Um, they will and trade. If, they... and, and if you kill that fae, you're never getting your name back. No. So link that name to identity and memories, right? Yeah. Let's say it's mid-campaign. The character is level 10 or, or at least, you know, they've got through their first tier and they, they meet a fae and the fae says, can I have your name? And they go, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's um, Jonathan Barker's. And the fae goes, thank you. And then there's like a flash or something. And there's like, there's yeah. like a weird feeling, a weird vibe. Um, and you say to everyone... None of you know that man's name anymore. Yeah, exactly. There is a man in your group, there is a man in your party, and you do not know him. Now, the way I would do this is I would, let's say, Dave, you're playing in the campaign, mm-hmm. um, and character A is playing the campaign, character B is playing the campaign. You're stood in a, in a, a, a grove, and the face says, hey, Dave, can I have your name? And you give it, and you go, yes, Dave. And yeah. you go, I go, great. Character A, you're stood in this, this, um, this a grove you're watching the sun pour down onto the lake it's it's shining up and you can see the rays of light bouncing around the trees and the canopy there's the sound of insects and birds in the distance there's this wonderful gorgeous um, mystical woman in front of you whose dress is made of the leaves of every single season next to you you know you've got your your longtime companion character b who has been with you through thick and thin and b you're looking over at a and and um there's a there's a worry in your in their eyes and there's a there's a worry in your soul. You're in a strange place you don't recognise, you don't know how you got here, you wandered in by accident. But what's worse is that ever since you got here, there's been a stranger following you. Oh, there's yeah, a third like man that. here on your left who who's like covered that. in scars and and dressed in leather armor and wields a, a great mighty greatsword, something that's clearly been used to cut down many people. He looks rough. He looks like someone you don't want to cross in a dark alleyway. You've never met the man before. Why is he following you? And they go, what? And then you say, you don't know who Dave is. Mm-hmm. You've never met so him. So you've before. not only taken the name, you've taken everything about them. Yeah, because the name is power. So that's one yeah. way to do it. And I that, like that I find that would be my, um, like, that's my like fun way of, Name like like power in no, that sense. That second one is amazing. I love that. Um, Thank you. But then the, the the one thing I would say is you need to make sure that the they're they're then in the the glade the grove yeah, yeah, with yeah, this yeah. creature. You can make sure that creature is so powerful and like oh, yeah. intimidating that they they might try and fight her and she goes nope and they stop. Yeah, and yeah. that takes me on to my second point, time. <laughs> which is the other way of doing it is names of names are power in the sense that they give you control of a person. So yeah. the follow-up is, oh, you don't, you look at him, you recognize the man next to you, you know you've traveled with him, you know you've, you came here together, but you can't for the life of you remember his name or what he means mm-hmm. to you, but you know yeah. he means something to you. And then Dave goes, well, then I'm just going to swing my sword at her. Give me my name back, bitch. And then she yeah. goes, nope, clicks her finger. And it's almost like you're permanently under a yeah. uh, dominate person spell. By yeah. her, also, that's less um, fun because it makes it hard. Yeah. Like that's I, I'm not less fun, 
harder to do in a way that's fun for the player because yeah, it feels like a mechanics, hard counter no matter what you do. There are mechanics in place for something similar to this with uh, summon demons. So yeah. the spell summon demon says if you know the demon's name, you get advantage to control them pretty much. Yeah. And that's something that's one of those lines. like tropes is like the, having yeah. the name has has control over something. Correct. Um, the other fun thing, if you side note on, if you wanted to make characters associated with Fey, uh, if you wanted to play a changeling, now they have been moved over from Eberron law to more Fey based law, mm. is you were replaced in someone's else. A child is now taken to the Fey, and you have taken their place, which that's is really such fun, a actually. fucking Fun, and then you discover, oh shit, I am not too long. You could have been, because you you're probably put into that form of the same child. You look like that child your entire life. And then maybe when you hit your teenage years, you discover, actually, this is not my actual form. This is a shell of who I actually Do you know am. My, how I would play that out is. Go on. Okay, you're, you're running out of adventure and slowly but surely you start to discover these weird abilities that you have because you're mm-hmm. like under stress, like you're, you're discovering superpowers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you eventually, maybe like fifth level or something, you discover that you are a changeling. You are mm-hmm. not John Barker from Waterdeep. Yeah. You are a changeling. Exactly. What is a changeling? And so you go and you find out, you go and seek the mystic woman in the forest and she tells you what a changeling mm-hmm. is and she says if you want to understand who you are and who John Barker is, you need to find the Fae that, that owns him Switch and owns his name. So then your quest becomes to maybe enter the Fae world or find a place where that Fae lingers within the mm-hmm. material plane and like in between the two. And yeah. you find in a cocoon, you know, like hibernating, like in the matrix, but it's all yeah. um, natural. You know, this, this man that looks like the form you've taken and um, you free him. And the moment you free him, you start playing the real John Barker with all okay, the memories of the changeling. Fun. And there's two of you. And then there's this thing of there's, there's, a, there's now, it's like the clone spell, right? Mm-hmm. The changeling exists and John Barker exists and the player has a choice to make. Do okay. I That's fun. play the changeling yeah. and discover who I am? Yeah, as a changeling rather than John Barker. I f- make my own identity mm-hmm. or do I continue as the real John Barker and yeah. I take all the experience if I've had so far and I live on and I become mm-hmm. that man. Yeah. Because these two creatures have been intrinsically linked up until this point at the moment. Mm-hmm. And again, the description of that would be you walk into the grove, you see the, the leaves curled up around mm-hmm. this pod like thing with a, with a, a vascous kind of gooey window effectively. Yeah. And there's a person and it looks like you, you see your reflection in the goo and you look exactly the same. And, and you, you start to rip it open and pull it open. And as you do your, you know, in your haste and anger, your form loses shape and you become that gray skinned, creature amorphous yeah. creature yeah and then you blink and your your groggy and your vision is blurred and mm. you, you shake your head from side to side as you hear the sound of rustling leaves all around you uh, and these hands are pulling something away from your face this viscous strange goo as you open your eyes this gray amorphous humanoid creature is pulling you out of a cocoon and it's like oh god i've suddenly switched up the other the person yeah that's how i would do that that's fun i would and it's do... like hey make a choice I would probably go similar path, but John Barker also wants to find out why he was switched and who exactly has switched right. with him. 
So, and he goes so, on this mission to take you down and claim on his rifle his. <laughs> that's a good fun one, actually. Yeah, he breaks. Yeah, well, yeah if, if your player ignores that quest, maybe your player goes into the grove, mm-hmm. sees John Barker and, and goes, says, no, 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 no. I I'm not touching life. that. Yeah. I like the life I'm living. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I am John Barker, not yeah. you. And leaves. Yeah. Great. Can you imagine that scene? Oh, but, I love it. But it's then so what happens if, if someone else comes along and frees John Barker? Exactly. And then it's what like the, it's like a fun Faye version you know of having what? a clone. The Faye would find releasing John Barker hilarious. Very yeah. Like, oh, okay. Let's <laughs> let's set you off. Off you yeah. go. Oh, that was fun. Let's see what you do next. <laughs> oh man. Um. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I felt we've gone down some some wild tangents, um, and we've talked mm-hmm. about like, bound up and fun fate. yeah, like here are some fun. We haven't really talked about other Fey tricks, but I think to to kind of start wrapping things up, mm-hmm. to use Fey in smaller ways if they're not centered around campaigns is like have them be fun and mischievous. Have them do little things that that things I feel like yeah. they should things move. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the Fey should be speed bumps. Like if you come across the Fey. So let me restart. Whenever you put something in your game as a DM, you need to think about what its impact on the overall story is going to be. So if you're playing Tomb Annihilation and you decide, oh, I'm going to add a Fey encounter. Great. But what is that going to do? How is that going to veer your characters off path? Do you want them to veer off path? Yes or no? Usually Mm -hmm. it's no. Usually it's, I want them to have a fun encounter, be memorable, be part of the story, and then they continue on their way, right? I feel like to use the Fae effectively, every time you the Fae appear, they're a speed bump that throw your yeah. players off of the path they should be on, yeah. which is frustrating and annoying and mischievous, and they have yes. to work to fix that and get back on track. That's what yeah. the Fae should be, and that's what Fae side quests should be. Yeah, basically just read a children's book about weird things, like Hansel and Hansel Gretel and is... Alice in Wonderland is another <gasps> excellent Hansel and one. Gretel. Hansel and Great Gretel one. is one of the best ones because a cabin in the woods that smells like gingerbread is going to entice most players in there. Um, even if you don't have it like... So I did an encounter like this uh, where I... This was written a long time ago in a homebrew campaign I ran. It was in like a um, Arctic environment. They were traveling and they were running out of supplies and they came across a cabin in the woods, off in the distance mm. at first. Um, I think I've talked about this on the show before, probably. Um, and they they were like, why is this cabin here? It doesn't make any sense. And there was like the smell of... And I said, each of you smell something different. It's your favourite food. So they all smelt their favourite food in the cabin. So they right. avoided it like the plague. And they travel further and further and further. And then it just keeps following them almost. The cabin reappears further down the track. It reappears again further down the track. And now the players were, like, freaking out at this point. They're like, why is this cabin here? Are we going in circles? Uh, really, it was me being a nice DM and going, there's a place here that's magical and has free food in it. <laughs> I like but they that. were freaking out. But this is it. I so like there can be things where players go, this is horrific. But actually, you're just being nice and providing food for them. But is that also when- a trick? <laughs> the easiest way to use Faye and have them touch into your campaign is to use hags and, and covens. Um, yes. So think about, like, how hags are um fayish. I really like uh the three hags in The Witcher 3. Um okay. they have Tell all me about them because I have not 
play the oh, okay story. i'm gonna have to let me get the um i don't i don't think they're called hags um witcher three i'm gonna type hags and hope that it comes up because i can't remember their names oh maybe they are called hags uh gr- so grave hags are creatures in the witch universe okay they're like they're they're classed as, ne- as necrophages so they're mm-hmm. like they're, they're like um they eat dead and stuff but okay. there is specifically a, a quest line in the witcher that has these three um <sighs> women mm-hmm. the croons yep. crones that's what crones, it's called. Yeah. crones let me get their names here we go crones here we go so in the witcher 3 they are they're technically relics if you play the witcher okay um they are as old as this forest cruel vindictive not to be crossed the crones also called the ladies of the wood are three witches who live in a cabin mm-hmm. in the swamps of Velen. felon uh, legend suggests the three sisters and the daughters of the original lady of the wood also known as she who knows cool very fey yeah um, love that. they are named uh Bruis, weavis and wispus um, nice but one of them well. one of them wears like a big basket on her head one of them mm-hmm. has like a, a towel and something that covers her face another cool. one has um like these weird eyes that have all these holes in them like they look weird they look spooky and scary that is spooky i love that um which makes and like like the crooked nose with the war and that kind of thing yeah. so do stuff like that and actually you see yeah. this and dave forgive me but this is a slight Go. spoiler um, no, Ben. <laughs> you see Could this you? in Tomb of Annihilation because, and and anyone who, any of my players who are listening, uh, it's fine. You've, you've heard about them. <laughs> there are there is a hag coven mm-hmm. that I have seeded, and they play an important role in the Tomb of Annihilation yeah, well. called the Soon Sisters. Okay, the Soon Sisters. I'm trying to see if I can spell it uh, so i can get their names for you because i know one of their names for sure uh no i can't i tell you what i'll get it i'll get it by going to tomb of annihilation that will um that will mm-hmm. help um but they i'm not going to tell you what their role is Good. because uh, i don't want to do that i don't want to ruin that don't for do you that to me. <laughs> um but they have this they have this role within um within the story mm-hmm. but they're hags and there's three of them and they um they're fucking creepy one of them is called Baggy Nana, I think it is. Oh, that's fun. I feel um, like we've talked about these before. Maybe we have. Um, I, we, we, we've probably talked about hags a lot. We, we both are a big fan of hags. So. <laughs> where would it be? It would be in... Uh, oh God, I bloody hate this website. I hate this website Can so I, While much. you're talking about that, yeah, I will on. tell you about the three hags that I was on about earlier. The mm-hmm. Daughters of Sorakel. Um, and each of them is an embodiment of the Fae in the sense that we have one which is like an old crone who is like predicts things and tells secrets and knows knowledge. But there's also like an old witchy woman, like looks old and like a hag. The other one is a hag that looks like a beautiful woman and is like the voice of the daughters. Like she is the face of the group and is very manipulating and controlling. And then the third one is more troll-like 
and is the might of the group. So you have three mm. hags that are sisters, all very different, and embody each aspect of the Fae in the sense that you have knowledge, manipulation, and power. Mm. I, lo- I love that I so love that. much. There's a very... Uh, the, the number three is a very powerful number in our universe, mm-hmm. in the real world. And, in general, and yeah. You see that spoken about a lot it's it secretly you, you, you'll yeah. notice it think about the power of three and you'll notice it everywhere in D yeah um because it pulls from that number and you'll, you'll see it everywhere in real life too if you start everywhere for it. yeah um three and seven are both very powerful numbers but yes the um the whole idea of a hag cult a coven is that coven, it's three yeah. yeah um so the the soon sisters are widow goat Sorry, Widow mm-hmm. Groat with an R. Groat, okay. Who has tarnished gold coins covering her eyes and ants nesting That's in her skull. Sick. <laughs> the ants serve as her spies and their presence often oh, protrudes her arrival. Uh, Peggy Deadbells, who wears a string of chattering children's teeth and mm-hmm. thumbs about on a heavy peg leg when she laughs, yellow gas billows out of her nose and ears. Uh, she wears a, po- a po- pouch made of gnome skin around her neck. Nice. Inside uh, has some stuff. Um, and Baggy Nana has a squirming leather sack sewn over her head. The bag also contains a cockerel, a viper, and a terrier. Um, one animal can emerge <laughs> from the bag in place of her own head to speak on her behalf, and the animals become That's smoke fun. if Baggy Nana dies. Um, fun fact. Mm-hmm. A member of the party has seen one of these hags in our game. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a horrifying moment that I think scarred my players, and I think they've probably Excellent. forgotten it. happened years ago. Anyway, so um, those are very fae-like hags, so you make your, your hags fae-like. Yeah. Like that. Okay, there is way too much around the fae that we could talk about today and i in feel like thing. we have even bare i don't feel like we've even scratched the surface like, i don't feel like i can say that we could, we could go on for hours about this to be honest but i think we have hopefully given some inspiration i mean if we haven't given inspiration i'd be genuinely concerned <laughs> that's true um if you've taken nothing out of this episode it's not our fault it's yours um so go and research the fae and when your player comes to you and says, hey, hey, DM, I'm, I'm thinking about playing a character linked to the Fae. Just do everything in your power to dissuade them not to, because it's a lot of work. <laughs> but it's very fun, though. That's the Fair honest, no. that's the honest, no, that is the honest advice from this episode, is that the Fae are a lot of work to run well. But if you put mm. the time and effort in, they will be some of the most interesting creatures and characters that you will run. But it is a lot of work. That's the honest takeaway. I would love it. Absolutely love it. It's happened twice in this campaign, and I'm like, oh god, twice? Has it? No, I've got two. I've had two characters be linked to the Fae. Yeah, really? Um, Oh yeah, you have. mm, I know. Yeah. mm, mm, (laughs) So yeah, I'd like to hear what you think about the Fae, though. I'd like to hear other people's like tropes and and fun things they've done. I know Ali knows some Fae stuff. Ali's really Fae stuff. Ali over on the on the We Speak Common Discord server, absolute. Fay lover. She's probably got oh, loads of little yes. fay creatures spinning about her Stashed home, living, living in the in-between space underneath the sofa and all that kind of stuff. 
Ali, we see you. If you want to get involved, if yeah. you want to come and have a chat, join the We Speak Common Discord server. It's free to do so. You can follow the link in the description of this episode where you can find all those links to those wonderful partners we mentioned earlier too. You'll join as a commoner, which gives you access to the common room in the episode discussion uh, forums. That's where you can come and chat about all this stuff and also just get advice on D&D and talk about life and stuff. If you want to get access to everything, which includes things like uh, the character creation forums, the encounter builder forums, the homebrew stuff place, the candlekeep corner for book suggestions, art, mini and uh, minis, and uh, of course, importantly, the memes. Then you can do that by becoming a patron supporter. There's a link to that below too. There's a bunch of different tiers. Go and have a look. It's the best way to support the show. Uh, and in fact, very excitingly, we have just launched our very first community product projects for so patrons on the discord um so if you want to get involved with that which uh, i will tell you more about i think next week because it's oh. in its like preliminary stages right it now. is yeah uh it's just getting its feet off the ground when i when, it's getting when, his name currently when the patrons have just has have chosen the name for the project which is what they're doing right now i will tell you more about it um mm-hmm. And uh, if that sounds like something you want to get involved in, or if you want to wait yeah. until next week and hear more, then the patron is the way to do it. There's a link down below. Dave, um, thanks, yeah. man. This has I've, been... You know what, Ben? I've had a blast. It's been a lot less painful talking about the Fae than I thought it would be. <laughs> it's because you've got a room of Fae here, you know? So, yeah. it's out of the <laughs> So much so that if a couple of borrowers want to come and live in my flat... I mean, that's brave, Ben, for you. And, like you know, keep my plants alive and help clean I mean, the flat and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, what about, and a nymph? In, what about a nymph? You get lonely. <laughs> sure. Uh, and in return, I'll, I'll cook you wonderful vegan food. There we go. I'm sure they'd love then that. that. There's the invitation. I, I'm, I'll leave the window open a slight crack for you under the new moon. Okay. Yeah. Leave some milk out. You'll be fine. Uh, it, it, will oat milk do? Probably not. <laughs> God damn it. Yet again, vegan has stumped me. It's ruined your fake experiences. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll, I'll just make it up by getting a devil in instead. Uh, yeah, you'll be fine. Dave, thank you, my man. Uh, it's Thanks, been an absolute man. pleasure. Yeah, it's been good. See you soon. Don't lose your name. I'll catch you on the flip. Yeah, try my best. Bye bye. for listening to the we speak common podcast network if you enjoyed the show be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or D group near you if you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our patreon page you can connect with the show on twitter instagram and facebook at we speak common The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.